We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. Tearful hubbub fills the new shop just inside College Park City Hall as Star Tally wraps up a class in candle making. I enjoy just making a lot of fragrances and having my house smell super good. So that's that's my main passion. Um, but I do more than anything teaching the class. It's it's more fulfilling, and I, I leave knowing that everyone took home something they're going to enjoy. They won't forget me, and I'll hear about it again later. Later, as the espresso machine wheezes at the shop's coffee counter, Tally explains what she, as an artisan and small businesswoman, gets from working with the new store and its platform called Shop Made in Maryland. One of the things is they help promote your your art and your creativity, and then they also assist with helping um, market you and and get get others interested in you. They do a lot of the social media advertising advertising for you and things like that. So, and then they're such a they're tight knit community. They're part of the community, so it's easy to be a part of Shopmate. Scores of artisans and makers from around the free state offer their wares through Shop Made in Maryland's website and a pop-up in Montgomery County and now the new store. Co-owner Stacy Price joins us by Zoom to explain the concept. Welcome to On the Record, Stacy. Good morning, Sheila. You and your co-founder, Michael Babin of the Neighborhood Restaurant Group, started Shop Made in D.C. six years ago. What were you trying to do? Um, Well, I like to say that we're an accidental company. We started as a two-year economic development experiment. Um, We wanted to see what would happen if we created a store that only sold goods being manufactured in D.C. Could we scale those businesses? Could we change consumer behavior? And could we build community? And the answer across the board was yes. And and we also realized we had a, um, a business concept ourselves where we could take the profits that we make from the business and invest them in more locations, increasing the impact in our community. You also, you and and Michael Babin also created Shop Made in Virginia. Why did it take you so long to get to Maryland? Oh. <laughs> Um, I, I I don't think that it took us so long. Um, we we definitely as soon as we opened the DC doors, we had um, over fifty people apply every month to be in the space, and a lot of them were Virginia and Maryland artisans. And so um, Michael's headquarters for Neighborhood Restaurant Group are in Virginia, so we we hit Virginia first. And shortly after opening Virginia, or even while we were planning that store. Um, the Ken Allman of the Terrapin Group reached out and they're they're a partner with University of Maryland and said, what would it take for you to come here? And so um, it took um, their partnership and, and we were very happy to open our doors um, last weekend. Describe what's in the new store in College Park. Um, anything that you would find in the best home goods and gift store um, with the added bonus that everything's being made in Maryland. So um, apparel, art, jewelry, um, bath and beauty items, packaged food goods, beautiful ceramics, um, wall art, um, plants. Um, what's great about the the College Park space is that um, it's the first since the original that has a cafe. So you can get Maryland-based um, 
tea and um and Maryland roasted coffee um kombucha um matcha um uh, and as of next week cider beer and and wine um so we're we're excited to have um the cafe the classes and the commerce all happening in one space again how important to your financial success is the cafe and beer and wine uh, part of the operation <laughs> compared to sales of arts and crafts I mean, we hope that it's <laughs> that it's very successful. But when we when we launch a space um, like this in College Park that has the cafe, we look at the cafe as an amenity to the rest. Um, remember, I said this was an experiment, and we wanted to see if we could build community. That cafe does just that, right? It provides a space where people can pause. What I uh, what I see um, is that makers, when they drop, they stop, they get a, a cup of coffee. We have a conversation, and that's where the magic happens. Um, and so, to me, um, it, it is the perfect amenity um, to that community portion of our mission. How many makers in Maryland do you work with? So right now in the College Park store, we have 120 makers. We have a very small pop-up in um, Cabin John right now that has 10 makers. Um, and we have hundreds of makers on a waiting list. Once you apply to be in Shop Made in Maryland or Shop Made in DC or Shop Made in Virginia, you get on a email list where I you learn about markets and the ability to teach and pop-ups and all these opportunities that exist outside of our um, shelves and our spaces that are open. And there's also classes at the store, right? Yeah, so we made a decision when we got started that the one of the ways that we could connect the consumer to the maker and and to also show value in handmade products was to have the makers actually teach the consumers how to make things. So on any given week, you can find a list of DIY programming um, that people can sign up for in our spaces, learning how to do um, just about anything um, and to make just about um, all the things that are on our shelves in our stores. So the makers are teaching people how to be competitors? Um, I, I don't think anyone sees it that way. I think that they are, um, for the most part, getting people off their phones and out, uh, away from their computers and teaching them how to be creative. Um, I, I think that most people leave those classes realizing that a lot of work goes into um, creating things and that they're not quite ready to be on the shelves anywhere. Um, mostly it's just about bringing people together and um, creating community. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with Stacy Price, co-founder of Shop Made Brands. It's just opened in College Park, its first Shop Made in Maryland store. And I want to pull one of your makers into our conversation, Tiara Chin, who started and runs a small business called Yorktown Spice in Baltimore. Welcome, Tiara. Thank you. Good morning. Tell us about your business. What is Yorktown Spice's main product? So our main product is called crab sauce. Um, it's a sauce that in my family, we traditionally make whenever we're together and eating crabs. Um, but it tastes great on burgers, seafood, salmon, and other fish. Um, you name it. Some listeners may think, well, we already have Old Bay. Why do we need a sauce for crabs? And you tell no, them. This is 
Yes, I mean, this is so much more than Old Bay. First of all, it is a mayo-based sauce, so you'll get a creaminess that is definitely going to be new to some crab eaters. And to me, it just kind of enhances the the crab eating experience. Um, definitely give it a try if you've never tried it before. Uh, so you'll get much more than Old Bay. You'll get a tanginess to it, a creaminess to it. Um, that really is something that many people have never tried before. So um, it the two, um, both are great, but I would say they're quite different. When did you start Yorktown Spice and why? I started Yorktown Spice in 2021 officially. Um, I had been eating the sauce for years. I don't even remember learning how to make the sauce. And I was actually inspired by my mother-in-law who tried it and she loved it. And she said, you should bottle this. And she's not she's not from Maryland or even the US. So eating crabs and the sauce was completely new to her. Um, and during COVID, um, I'm a mom, I, I had a COVID baby and I had some time on my hands and I, I was really looking for uh, place to focus my attention, e- even though you would think a newborn would be enough. And so anyway, I call it my passion project. I um, I, I had no idea how to bottle a sauce. Um, I've, business has always been like my background business and entrepreneurship. So I gave it I gave it a shot. I learned how to bottle it. I learned how to figure out like, how do you get the labels? How do you where do you make it? Um, and it really it was just so fun and exciting for me to do. Stacy, you mentioned uh, makers applying to you, so I gather you don't need to recruit, but how do you decide who to work with? We recruit and we also um, read these applications that come in. What we're looking for are businesses that are retail ready. And retail ready to us means that um, the person creating the product is um, serious um, about becoming a business. Um, So the product is high quality. Um, The individual, the entrepreneur um, has a website. They have an Instagram presence. Um, They've already sold to not only a consumer, but they are either looking to wholesale or ideally they've already had a wholesale account. Um, Those are the people that we know that can continue to supply us. When we opened that first store in 2017 in DuPont Circle in DC, um, we realized one of the biggest challenges was keeping product on the shelf, which is a good um, problem to have as a business. But we learned very quickly um, what types of makers we needed to bring into the space to be able to have a successful store. Tiara, you sell your sauce on quite a few platforms. You're in groceries like Harris Teeter, Lion King, and Shoppers, and you sell on Amazon. You're also part of a network called Made in Baltimore. How is Made in Baltimore similar or different from Shop Made in Maryland? Um, Made in Baltimore is similar to Shop Made in Maryland in that they bring together local makers um, and for made in Baltimore, your product has to be made specifically in Maryland. And um, they also have a retail store currently. Um, there's changes locations, but currently there's a holiday uh, pop-up in the Baltimore Inner Harbor. But it's quite similar from what I've experienced so far in that there's a great network of makers um, who are just really looking forward to bring uh, local makers to- together um, and promote our products. Stacy, what would you add? 
we actually worked with Made in Baltimore early on um, to 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 compare models and and look at that. I, I think that they began as a nonprofit, or they are a nonprofit, and they began through some city funding, just like we launched our first location um, in in DC. There was a point where the city said we want to invest in goods being made in our community, which is amazing, and which is what College Park um, and Prince George's County did for us. We are this this location very similar to our first DC location was um, a partnership, and and we received some funding from Prince George's County and College Park to be able to support those makers. Um, it's exciting to see. I mean, all over the U.S., we are seeing um, municipalities and and nonprofit organizations and um, turn and and look at small batch manufacturing as a sector to support. And and I, I feel like that um, there's definitely we're going through um, the, the golden age of small batch manufacturing. So I'm excited to see so many people care about um, how products are made and and support their own community. And Tiara, you're, you're not a lone maker these days. You have employees, correct? I do have help. Yes, I have um, about five people. Um, who work with me in the kitchen, um, and one person currently who helps me do markets and events. I started out alone doing everything completely by myself, and we have grown. How many bottles of crab sauce have you sold this year? Um, I would say around 7,000 or so this year. And how's that compare to 2022? Um, we were at about 1,500 in 2022, so it's definitely been a year of growth for us. Um, it's, I'm very excited. I could not have done all of those bottles by myself, um, but our retail partners and um, are, are really helping helping with the growth that we're seeing. Well, I assume with that kind of growth that you're basically putting all the money back in the business. I mean, is is Yorktown Spice turning a profit? Very little profit. Um, once I, you know, pay um, those who are working for us, and I, you know, I'm, we're still only in our second year of business really and I pretty much put everything back into the business um, getting more inventory getting tents and supplies for the outdoor markets that we do um, so I personally really take home very little um, personally I'm just really trying to see how far I can take the business hopefully next year maybe that'll change Stacy. You've been an incubator for creatives, as we mentioned, since 2017. When you look back, what's the biggest mistake you made early on, and and how do you approach that now? To be transparent, and just to hear Tiara talk, um, I I feel like that we, you know, we we cash flowed this business. We um we we see we don't seek grants. Um, we got lucky with College Park and Prince George's County, but um, we. We are scrappy and we hustle. And um, I, for 2024, um, I really am going to be focused on not only how do we get ourselves funding, but how we help makers get funding. Um, I want I want people like Tierra and Yorktown Spice to have money before they think they need money. Um, so often we see businesses um, uh, work so hard at making the product and 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 um, and have growth opportunities. I mean, you just heard her. She she went from a thousand bottles to seven thousand bottles. But what would happen? 
in if we could put some dollars in our hands. And so to me, um, a mistake we made is, is not heading out the door seeking that funding for ourselves and our makers. Um, we just, we got on a fast moving train, we opened stores and we were able to generate revenue. And now now it's time to, to step back and figure out how we help um, those makers grow outside of our spaces. Tierra, at the beginning of the show, we heard a candle maker from Greenbelt, Star Tally of Star's House of Wax, describe the value of being in a community of creatives. Tell me briefly how that works for you. I have learned so much from being in, in a community of creatives. Um, and, you know, I personally had never, you know, been a maker prior to this. And I've gotten so many ideas and inspiration, such as the holiday boxes that I typically do. I've learned how to use a Cricut machine. Um, we've we've done cross promotions with other makers. Um, and if I have a question that, you know, and they can there's almost always someone who can and who can help me such as you know what's the best shipping label uh printer to purchase for example um and so you know it's just really felt like an amazing community to be part of and I've, I've learned a lot and the support i get it's like sometimes it's better than you know what you get from family and friends everyone really wants to see each other succeed well, what you're both involved in is really exciting thanks for telling us about it Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Stacy Price is co-founder and co-owner of Shop Made in Maryland, which just opened its first store in College Park. It also sells the output of scores of creative makers through its website. Tierra Chin founded and runs Yorktown Spice, which makes a sauce designed for Maryland blue crabs. At the On the Record page at WYPR.org, we have links to Shop Made in Maryland, Yorktown Spice, and Made in Baltimore. Short break now on the record and then a stoop story. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us.